0: hello encounter students thank you for joining us again for service we are so excited to have you here and have you a part of us digging into the word i'm sitting here right now with one of our worship leaders cassidy deal hey guys and just like the past couple weeks we are going to talk and and have a dialogue with one another Mm -hmm. about how to develop a personal relationship with christ and so i hope you enjoyed worship i hope you took a moment and really connect with the Lord in your room, in your living room, in your kitchen, wherever you are right now. And I just wanna encourage you real fast, before we get into it, grab your Bible. Take a moment, grab your Bible, because we're gonna be reading some scripture tonight. But before we get into the word, let's take a moment and pray. God, we just thank you for your power tonight. We thank you that you are here, Lord, that you truly do transcend time and space that you can be with us here in this room, God, that you can be with, God, each and every one of these students, wherever they are, Lord, that we may not be gathered in this specific room, Lord, but that we are still connected as the body of faith, God, and we are still connected as Encounter Student Ministries, God, and I just pray that this time would be beneficial that you would truly speak to our heart, that you would challenge us, Lord, that you would cut away the fat of our spiritual life, Lord. Mm-hmm. God, that you would give us lean spiritual muscles, Lord, that we would grow truly, God, in your word. God, that we would grow truly, God, in your presence tonight. Lord, lead us and guide us and strengthen us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So what we're going to be talking about tonight is is community and service how you can grow in relationship with one another how you can grow in the community of faith and ultimately how you can serve one another Mm -hmm. and so before we got into it me and cassidy thought that we were going to play a quick little game and so if you notice that most people that if you've been in our our small groups our keep groups our life groups that you're going to recognize these or some form of these and these are our questions that they're in life groups and in keep groups, we've um, pulled a question and we'll answer a question for that night. Or if we're in life groups, we'll draw questions for everyone and you ask the person to your left or to your right or you answer it for yourself. And what this does is allows us to answer questions that are personal to our faith, mm-hmm. that are personal to our own walk and personal to just us, our own interests, our own likes, our own dislikes, our own pet peeves, the yeah. things that we love and and um come in contact with so i'm gonna let cassidy do the honors of asking the first question
1: okay okay all right let's be honest what do you need to hear right now
0: okay what (laughs) do i need to hear right now um i think for me i need to hear kind of like uh would be some sort of affirmation, like you're doing a good job, you're doing excellent, right. you're, doing, you're working hard. Yeah, and attaboy, you know, a little pat on the back, yeah. a, little, a little root for the home team sort of feel. Um, because I guess sometimes it's hard. I want to I know that um, I'm doing well, and it's not just that I'm noticing it, but some, maybe some other people and are noticing right, that, right. Um, that I'm doing well. So, I guess that maybe a little attaboy and some affirmation is what I need to hear right now. Yeah, that
1: makes perfect sense. I think everybody does sometimes.
0: Yes. All right. We're going to ask you your question. It says, let's be honest. Create a secret handshake. (laughs) Okay.
1: Okay. Oh, gosh.
0: So, let's start. Um,
1: (laughs) He's so serious.
0: Okay. Let's start here.
1: Okay. This
0: hand. Yes. And then let's start here, and then wiggle your thumb, wiggle the other way, and then yeah, okay, there it is, ready, let's start it.
1: Okay.
0: Wiggle, 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 and was that did that work for y'all yes and oh. so we don't want to leave you out because no. this is a conversation we are conversing with you you may not be in the room but guess what you really are yep because we have you sitting right here <laughs> we have our picture from fall retreat we're all just hanging out right here that's what's our motivation we're talking to you i see i see um crystal. Do i see i see crystal My hi crystal. crystal hi crystal on the live, we missed you crystal um, I see Jarrah, I see hey, Jera. Karen, I see Talia, even Talia, though she's not in the picture. Thalia, but Talia, we miss you. We love you. We can't wait <laughs> to see you. I see I see the trip boys, David and John Eric. I see Josh Little. Um, I see Pastor Aaron Ashby. I see Pastor um, Ashton Roach. I see Andrikas.
1: Anthony Noah. We got everyone Drake. here.
0: And ah, so. The whole game. You're a part of this conversation, and since you're part of the conversation, we got a question for you. So we want you to take a minute, and we want you to answer below. We want you to answer in the comments. Mm -hmm. Give us, we are asking you the question, and and every question requires an answer. So that's what we want to hear from you. So here's your question. Let's be honest. Who in your life deserves the biggest thank you? That sounds like a good question. That
1: is a good question. So,
0: who in your life deserves the biggest thank you? So, remember, comment down below. Let mm-hmm. us know who in your life deserves the biggest thank you. Is it your mama? Is it your grandmama? Yeah. Is it your your dad? Is it Deborah? Is it Pastor? Is it Cassidy? <laughs> is it Crystal? It's probably Crystal. Probably. And and I'm gonna let's let's take a little bit further. Let's okay. Let's take another minute. Okay. I want you to pause the video. Well, leave it going. You. you you transfer (laughs) your means by which you're watching this and I want you to text them or call them the person that deserves the biggest thank you and you know what say thank you give them a little little affirmation give Give them them a little give them a little attaboy give them some love and and let them know that you care they're important how they've changed your life how they've affected your life make their day and so um, in that, that just kind of, you know, shows community. It shows that people are affecting your life. It's showing right. that people mean something to you, right. which is all about Christian community and what is all about Christian, Christian faith and ultimately leads us to acting in service. So mm-hmm. we're going to get started with question at this point, number four.
1: <laughs> and
0: so Cassidy, why don't you ask the first all question? All
1: right, so the first question is going to be, in the Bible, where can we go to find a product for, um, scope of community in the bible.
0: Okay, so that's a good that's that's honestly a very good question and these are these are your questions. These are questions that you guys have asked us. And so we want to answer them personally. And I think the best we need to lay a foundation before we go any further. We right, need to right. lay a foundation. And that foundation is that if a community of faith is going to exist, it needs to be rooted in the word of God. It right. needs to be rooted in some sort of standard and some sort of um, biblical text that, that guides us and leads us. And when I think of the community of faith, um, my mind automatically goes to the book of Acts. Right. My mind automatically goes to the book of Acts because, it, and right now it kind of feels like it in some sense, mm-hmm. because back um, right when Jesus ascended back into heaven and they're starting to do this church thing and this Jesus thing and this Christian thing, there wasn't a church. They didn't have a nice building. They didn't have a sanctuary. They didn't have a youth room. They didn't have a kitchen and a nursery. They were gathering in one another's houses. They were living life with one another, and they were deciding to do it with themselves. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, where my mind goes in how to develop and what our biblical example is for developing community really does go to Acts chapter 2. So open right. your Bibles. You should already have it. If you don't have it... Grab it real fast. And so go to Acts chapter 2 and starting in verse 42, we're going to read 42 to 47. And this is really important what i want you to do we've talked about investigating the biblical text we've talked about investigating so i want you to underline i want you to write in the margins i want you to highlight i want you to circle i want you to dig deeper what speaks to you what is speaking to you what is the spirit of god speaking to you through the text and guess what we want to hear as well so if god's speaking to you something through our text tonight comment down below let us know what god is speaking and so our text tonight is Acts chapter 2 verse 42 to 47 and it says and they devoted themselves as in the believers devoted themselves to the apostles teaching and the fellowship to the breaking of bread and the prayer and all came upon every soul and many signs and wonders were being done through the apostles and all who believed were together and had all things in common and they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as they had need and day by day, attending to the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with gladness and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with one another. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. And here's why I really love this text, because it just listed out, plain and simple. Right. What is a community of faith? Yeah. What does a community of faith do? It, Acts chapter 2, verse 42 to 47, lays it out plain. It tells us, first, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. Right. They devoted themselves to the preaching of the word of God. They devoted themselves to the, the pastors and those that God had anointed and appointed in that specific mm-hmm. moment to preach the gospel. They devoted themselves to hearing the word of God. And being changed and transformed. And, and they devoted themselves basically to the biblical text. Because you talk about, uh, you talk about the apostle Paul. He was sending letters. Most of the, the New Testament is letters of Paul to the New Testament churches that were forming around the world. That They devoted themselves to hearing the teachings of Paul. And they devoted themselves to, to hearing the, teach, uh, the teachings of Peter and the other apostles. They were hungry for the word of God. And it continues that they were in fellowship, breaking bread with one another, that they went into one another's house. They had lunch with each other. They had dinner with each other. They had Mm -hmm. morning coffee with one another. They decided truly that they were going to have a relationship with each other that was not just based in the church. They were not just going to wave at each other from across the sanctuary. They were not just not going to know your name when you've been going to church for years and decades with one another. They said that they were going to be disciplined in growing with one another, having relationship with one another, having fellowship with one another. They were going to eat with one another. And they said they were going to pray for one another. They devoted themselves to breaking bread with one another and praying. They were actually praying for one another. They weren't sending, we talked about this last week. They weren't just sending the text message of, hey, I'll be praying for you. Uh, Thanks for sharing your prayer request with me. But what they were doing, they were actually stopping and they were actually praying with one another. Uh, It's unfathomable (laughs) to us sometimes to think that, wow, we're actually going to be praying for one another. And I love it, and this goes into service. Service in the community is that they were taking their belongings and their possessions and they were selling them and they were giving it to the people that were in need in their community of faith. Mm -hmm. They weren't selling it just to to pack their bank accounts and weren't just selling it to declutter, but they were selling it with the intent of humility and of service to those that were believing with them. They They were looking at the needs of the community of faith around them And they said, you know what, I'm going to take the risk. I'm going to sacrifice my possessions, what I've earned, what I've paid for. I'm going to sell it and I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you out in your difficulty. And it's a two way street. A community of faith is vulnerability of saying, hey, I need help. Maybe it's not financial help. Maybe it's not monetary or materialistic help. Maybe it's emotional help. Maybe mm-hmm. it's spiritual help. Maybe it's it's mental help. There is that idea of, of going, hey, I need help. I'm reaching out. Right. And what is being reciprocated by the believers is that they are coming together and saying, hey... It may sacrifice something for me. I may have to, to sacrifice to help you, but I'm going to make an intentional effort. Mm-hmm. And I love it because it continues and it says that they would praise God, that they would praise God and that they lived a life of worship, that they worshiped the Lord and that they were praising God for what he created, what he did in their souls, what he did in their hearts, what he did in their mind. And then even more so, he was praising God of what he was doing in other people's lives and how he was building this faith. Right. And how he was building what would become one of the most dominating religions and one of the most dominating forces in all of the world. Mm-hmm. And that's the love of Jesus. They were praising God for the love of Jesus that they'd experienced. Yeah. And because they did all of these things, it said that he was adding their, to their numbers. The Lord himself was adding to the numbers daily. This shows that the Holy Spirit is involved with the community of faith. The Holy Spirit is intricately involved in our relationships so. as a community of faith. Right. And it, he was adding to the numbers. So why does Encounter Student Ministries grow? Why does Lavonia Church of God grow? Why does the church in general grow? It's because we are devoted to hearing and living out the Word of God. That we are devoted to having relationship with one another through our life groups and before, even more than a program mm-hmm. Just organically hang out. Me and Cassidy, we hang out at least once a week. Yep. In, in our group setting, we hang out. We do relationship. We see the ugly of each other's <laughs> lives. We see the, the snarky comments or the angry day or the bad day mm-hmm. at work. Or whatever frustration we're going on, right. we're living relationship with one another. We're praying for one another. We're, mm-hmm. pr- we're praying that God would lead and guide and we're sacrificing for one another. Right. And we're praising God in the midst. And guess what? We're growing. The kingdom of God is growing because of a simple formula of just being devoted believers and followers that are uh, dedicated to intentional community of faith.
1: And I think that example of the people selling their belongings to, you know, help the others to give them what they need is just such a powerful example of service and how we can help others, you know? Yes. Because I know for a fact, if I came to you and said, hey, Zach, I have a need, and whether it be financial or not, I know Zach would give up whatever he needed to, and I hope anyway. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I know you would. But um, personally, our next question is going to be, it's going to be a little more personal is what is your experience with living in a community and how did it affect you?
0: See, that's a, a good question because I think uh, one of the things that have really led me into full-time ministry and to giving my life to serving the church mm-hmm. and um, is because of what I have found in community and mm-hmm. finding that freedom of God in community. And I remember uh, very much so that Uh, I did not grow up in a youth group that we were tight-knit and um, like we are here. And Mm -hmm. I I think that's one of the most Amazing things about encounter student ministries. Right. And what I get compliments on all the time is when guests come in or they go on far retreat with us or or they come in for a night of guest speaking, they really like go, wow, your your group of kids and your students, they are connected with one another. Yeah, it's like pain like pain. they are genuine friends, and it's mm-hmm. not the we have our own clique and then we don't converse mm-hmm. with the other one. It, I'm amazed and I'm in awe a lot of times of the interpersonal relationship that they have with one another. Mm-hmm. They really go out of their way to, to connect with one another. Everybody in the room knows their name and if they don't know their name, give it a couple weeks and they're going to know their name.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And um, I love that that is what's fostered in in our relationship and in our, in our group. And I wouldn't even say that's necessarily because of what us as leaders do, but I really believe that's what God is doing in their own personal life. Yeah. And I remember my youth group experience, and I, I wish I had that more. I wish I had those um, people that would have helped me and, and walked with me and were hungry and passionate mm-hmm. in, in their faith. But when I went to Lee, I really found the beauty of community. The, the beauty of being in relationship with one another. I've mentioned this before, but I got into Campus Choir and in Campus Choir that became some of the best friends I've ever met. Mm-hmm. That become became some of the best people I've ever met that saw me in some bad times and some good times and right. um, some difficulties and they uh, walked with me through bad choices or or even triumphs and victories. And the same thing, it, and it was based in not judging one another. Like, right, right. we didn't have a heart of, oh, look at Cassidy, look at her sin, look at, look at Crystal, look at her sin, look at what she's doing, or, or anyone else. But it was a, a desire for each one of us to live our abundant life, our best life in, in the Lord. And so I was transformed by community, by brothers and sisters in Christ that made the specific effort to see me in my mess, not judge me in my mess, but go, hey, God has so much more for you in your life, and here are the means. Here are the means. Let me walk with you through it. It was, for me at Lee, it was, hey, I see that you're struggling with your mental health and your emotional health, so let me connect you with the counseling center at Lee which was such a bold step for them and what ultimately was so therapeutic in my life. Mm-hmm. And there were also those times of difficulty or heartbreak or rejection or disappointment where it was like, okay, let's go through the Taco Bell drive through mm-hmm. Let's go park somewhere. Let's just talk. Yeah. Let's just talk. And then there's also those moments of celebration. I remember when um, I finally got to get a mic in campus choir, a microphone in campus <laughs> choir. I um a short tangent is I it used to like eat me up, like man, I just wanna I wanna preach, I wanna lead verse. I wanna do it like and it was a pride and it was a thought of right, I deserved right. it and I earned it. And I remember on tour, we were on spring tour, and our bus driver, who is a random bus driver, they <laughs> weren't like the repeated bus driver. She was sitting in one of our service, and Pastor Jimmy points at her and said, Why don't you sing this song, baby? Our bus driver what? got a solo before I did. <laughs> and I remember just going, laying my head I've at night and going, You know, okay, the bus driver.
1: This is it.
0: <laughs> this, is, this is my life. The Lord has left me. I The anointing has left all my life. I will never have an experience again. Oh. And so I remember the moment that um, Pastor Jimmy and, and Pastor Jonna, they, we were in the British Virgin Islands, and, and Jonna was like, PJ, Zach has a word. Zach has um, something to release. And I got a microphone, and that was a moment where something unlocked in my life. Mm-hmm. And what could have happened in that community, and I've been, I was guilty of it for so long, is that someone, or even my best friend? Some of my friends could have been like, "Oh, well, did you see Zach? Like, I, it should have been me. It should have like, it yeah. should have been me." But what they did was they celebrated me. Mm-hmm. They celebrated my life. They celebrated my accomplishments. The anointing on God's uh, of God on my life. They right. celebrated God's timing yeah. on my life, which was super special. That's and awesome. So community of faith for me, has been absolutely transformative. it They are the ones that have called me out on the carpet of my mess. They've been the ones that have encouraged me in um, my hardships and, and my um, weariness. And they've been the ones that have celebrated my victories. And so right. um, that's what I think the community of faith is for. Yeah. The community of faith is for us to do life and
1: exactly. and yeah.
0: have that voice of the Holy Spirit that is tangible, that... Physical text that comes to your phone that physical hug that comes to in your arms that that high-five that that attaboy That pat on the back that comes that's the community of faith is Mm -hmm. the people that are tangibly Being the voice of God in your life, and I think that's that it's you're not able to replace it It's irreplaceable that you can't get that anywhere else that people that are so selfless and just want you to live your abundant life. And so that's that's my experience with the community of faith. Right, right. And it has absolutely altered my life.
1: I agree. And I've seen it here in the youth group too. We do something before each service called um, keep groups. So we do that. And it's split up kind of by age, I guess mm-hmm. you could say. Yeah. And I'm in the young adult class. And I absolutely cherish that time because whenever we go in, we talk about the good and the bad of the week, and we just sit down and we share what we call our happies and our crappies, and it's just a vulnerable time, you know? We just get to sit and talk about what's been going on, and we talk about life, and then we do life, you know? I've had people text me the next day say, hey, I'm praying for that test you have tomorrow because, you know, school, college is hard. Yes. And it's, it means a lot. It means so much that we get to have that time together, and it's such a good community. And um, our next question today is going to be, how can we be productive members of our community of faith?
0: See, I think that that's such a good question, because for me, like what I highlighted is how community has benefited me. um, How I can receive, what are the benefits of my life, Mm -hmm. but for community to really work and for it to really function the way it should be it shouldn't be what can i get from the community of faith what can encounter give me but it should be it's i think it should be both it should be what can Mm -hmm. i gain from encounter or what can i gain from lavonia church god or my local church Mm -hmm. but it also be what can i give yes what can i give to to my local church because when we live a life that is based around what can i get we be The the gospel becomes consumerism of what can I get? How can I gain rather than what can I give uh, Mm -hmm. a community of generosity? And I think it's so imperative for us to walk every day and go, how can I help the community of faith? How can perspective? Yes. My perspective needs to be not what can I get from it today? Mm -hmm. But I, I, I remember growing up and this woman in my church, her name was Sandy. She always had this phrase that I loved. And that I live by it says, as I'm about God's business, God's going to be about my business. Mm -hmm. And so as I'm going through a hard day, a difficult day, if I'm about business and I'm about sending, maybe sending Deborah an encouraging text or, or Andrea going, hey, Andrea, you killed it leading worship last night. As I'm sowing those seeds, guess what? The Lord has someone somewhere about to bless me.
1: Right, that's so true.
0: And yeah. so I think our mentality should be, how can I bless? How can I grow the community of faith? Mm-hmm. And and how we do that is is really based in, in Acts chapter 2. It is selling our possessions. It is giving our times. And it's not just about the money. We talked about this. It's not about money. It's not about materialism. Mm-mm. But maybe it's intentionally listening. Yeah. It's intentionally listening to you. Right. Um, I, last week, I had to read a book for my master's class. I'm currently taking um, pastoral counseling. And you can ask Cassidy. I, when I first was like, I have to read a whole book. I he was, was like, stressed. I was, I was like, it's not I'm happening. I'm not reading
1: it. I'm not reading
0: it. It's I'm not going to it. <laughs> happen. I'm not doing it. And the book was titled, Why Don't We Listen Better? Mm-hmm. And I read it in two days. I read it, I didn't stop reading it. The only reason I stopped reading it was because I had to go to sleep. (laughs) And it was so impactful because when we have a conversation, Cassidy's trying to get her agenda across, I'm trying to get my agenda across. And if if you transcribe what we talked about, It's an independent conversation and I'm having an independent conversation and we're just talking with one another. But there's something that is so powerful when Cassidy is talking and you know what I do? I don't go, well, I'm going to wait for her to stop talking so I can interject and give my opinion, give Mm -hmm. my thoughts. But I sit and I listen and I go, Cassidy... I hear you feel overwhelmed by your job. That must be so hard. You, at Chick-fil-A, the shift in the dynamic and the shift in how you do everyday life, that must be so hard. That must be so difficult. And what she'll do is she'll process her feelings like, yeah, it is. It is kind of difficult. It's, it's taking a lot of work, but I, I'm enjoying it. I'm mm-hmm. enjoying the change of pace. And what happens is Cassidy feels hurt. Cassidy feels listened to. Cassidy feels cared for. Right. And she's processing what she's going through. And she's going to reciprocate it. She's going to go, oh, yeah, work might be difficult. But what about you? I see that uh, Livonia Church of God has to go 100% digital (laughs) in 24 hours. And so how are you processing? I can only Mm -hmm. imagine that. That's hard. And so one of the best ways we can serve one another is just by listening. Mm -hmm. Because what's going to happen is I'm going to listen to Cassidy and I'm going to hear her feelings. I'm going to hear her struggles. I'm going to hear her needs. And then as a byproduct, as I'm hearing it, I'm moved to action. I'm moved to action with maybe a word of encouragement. Maybe Cassidy needs a free meal. Maybe Cassidy needs a tank of gas. Maybe Cassidy needs me to run an errand for her. Maybe Cassidy needs a, a prayer in that moment. Maybe Cassidy needs a scripture. Maybe Cassidy needs whatever it may be. And so as I'm listening, as I'm hearing her, I'm not thinking about myself, but how can I help her? And it leads me to action.
1: That's awesome. I completely agree. You know, I've noticed too. Like in a conversation, you can always tell whenever somebody is truly listening or when they're not. Yes. Because there's all there's there's people that do that specifically, and you know, you get you get to start talking, and you're talking, you're having the conversation, and then before you can even finish the last sentence, they they say, "Well, I," you know, mm-hmm. and then there's really there's not any productivity in that. Yes. You're not going anywhere with it. And so just sitting down and listening to people whenever you actually are having a conversation and they're telling you about what their dad did or what their mom didn't do or something like that, yeah. especially in these formative times like this in your teenage years, exactly. that is so powerful and it's such a big step for so many people, you Yeah, know, just to listen and just to be aware that you are listening and not talking over them. Mm-hmm. I think it's such a big deal.
0: Yeah, and I think that becomes... The good listening kind of becomes that foundation Mm -hmm. of where we all feel cared for, we all feel heard, we all feel known and we do it in such a humility of like well you know Cassidy's going through this but you should hear about my situation or my idea is better or my viewpoint is Mm -hmm. better it is a humility of oh wow like when I'm listening to her my idea really may on paper be better Mm -hmm. but I get to something from her I get to glean from her and guess what it's not all about me like it's not all about what a world that can you believe a universe that doesn't (laughs) revolve around me like planet me doesn't exist and I think when we listen and when we stop and that becomes the best way of serving because as I hear how you feel it challenges me and, and allows me to care for you yeah and that's where we meet one another's needs. And that's how we become productive members of our community of faith is that we stop, we listen, we hear one another. And we don't just hear, but we act. Yeah. We act on what the need is. We act on what, the, what we need from one another. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think that's where we find our healing. I think that's where we find our place and belonging in the community yeah. of faith is that it's not always about hearing other people People being in the center stage in the limelight, but Jesus is the limelight, and He extends love throughout all of one of us, mm-hmm. and it's a mutual love throughout a whole community right. of faith.
1: Right.
0: And so, in that, I want to want to challenge you to, you know, not just to. I want to challenge you not just to go and be like, "Hey, I just want to give you a thank you tonight," because you still have to answer the question. You still have to answer the question of who deserves the biggest thank in your thanks in your life, but. I challenge you tonight to go a step further and connect and and listen to someone be like, hey, how are you doing? How Mm -hmm. are you actually doing? How are you actually doing in this time? Because this is a very stressful time and a very overwhelming time. and And it can be lonely. Yes, it can be be extremely lonely. And we're all processing it very differently. And so going, hey, how are you feeling? Something that we can all connect on but something that I can't understand your experience because it's not my experience. Mm -hmm. We can all connect on something right now and we get to hear each other's perspective and it gets to grow us. So I want to challenge you. Really this week, tonight, right now, take some time and build relationship and community with one another. So let's do it. Let's just take a moment and pray and close before we go back into worship. So let's pray. God, I just thank you for this time. I thank you for, number one, this dialogue with, with Cassidy and with the viewer that is listening and hearing. I thank you to be able to sit and hear my students and be able to hear their questions and hear their hearts and hear their wondering, Lord. And I just thank you for that. And I pray that you would make me a better listener. I pray that you would make all of us better listeners to hear you, God, that we would have a desire for community and, and a desire for faith. Lord, lead us, transform us and guide us today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. We just want to encourage you to continue on in worship. We have our worship team coming back for a moment. And so just wait and close out in worship with our worship team. Thank you for joining us.
1: Bye guys.